Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Sometimes in life, we encounter people who teach us things we never knew we needed to learn, who offer a perspective that forces us to reevaluate our outlook, and who humble us with their innate wisdom and kindness. Sometimes, though, we also meet people who offer us none of these things. Ladies and gentlemen, Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of our recently not-so-weekly podcast. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, fella? All right, pal? Yeah. Episode right. 40, it is. Is it? Yeah. Well done, mate. We've made it done this well. far. Done well. We're Facebook-living this first bit. Just for the first sort of 20, 30 minutes, I'm new to this. Obviously, you can tell on the brains behind the operation. I think anyone who's watching the um, watching it, as opposed to just listening to it, will be amazed at our lack of kit. Yeah. Anyway, how was tennis this morning, mate? <laughs> Do you like what I'm wearing? Where have you been? Tell them. Down the gym. Sue me. Yeah, again. What? Did a CrossFit wad. Helen. Karen. No, I did fight. Gone I mean, bad. sorry. What wad you do? <laughs> I did, I did a wad called, workout the day called Fight Gone Bad. Okay. Which is reasonably unpleasant. Emom, every minute on the minute. Yeah. So only 16 minutes, you think, how hard can it be? Well, let me tell you. Quite. Yeah. Quite hard. Um, anyway, 18 minutes, 18 minutes. There you but go. Before we crack into what we've been up to, a bit of a review of the Lions. Yeah. Big news come out this week. Yeah. Four years with Channel 5. Four more years. Do you, have you like aligned it with the general election? Is that what we've done it? Yeah. So what are you going to do? Are we going to talk general election as well on this pod? Because I voted one way and I feel like I should have voted the other. I got what? it wrong. Um, uh, anyway. What are you going to do in your first 100 days, mate, at Channel 5? <laughs> I'm going to spend at least 22% of my first 100 days playing golf. Okay. So good enough for Trump, good enough for our, for our Dave. You play golf, yeah? No. But I'm, yeah, I, yeah it's good. I mean... It's kind of we, uh, Durders and I knew we were doing it straight away, really, because it was like, you know, someone, can you shut your computer up, please? Okay. Someone 
actually somebody just mentioned it to us from Land Rover and said, can you shut that computer up, please? I can't, mate. Just shut it up. Go um, on. Someone actually was, was at a Land Rover day and someone said, oh, are you doing the, um, you're going to go to Channel 5? And we were like, this is six months ago. We're like, what are you talking about? We didn't know anything about it, so we called the guys at Prem Rugby and they were like, yeah, well, it's speculative. We're not going to ring you up and tell you every rumour, but if we move, you're up for it. And we said, yep. Yeah. So we knew ages ago, but it's one of those things that um, you wouldn't normally announce it because who cares, you know, sort of thing. You don't expect anyone cares, but also... Um, I mean, you didn't want to announce it during the Lions Tour, did you? You wanted full exposure. Yeah, we hadn't signed the contract during the Lions Tour. Oh, okay. So I only signed the contract the other day and then... Michelle, our Michelle, said, you need to do a tweet. And I was like, nah, people will, uh, will realise. And she's like, you need to do a tweet. So did a tweet and people were reasonably gracious about it, which is, which is um, yeah, lovely. Mm. So that'd be nice. I mean, nothing will, things will, some things will change. But the, Have you got good. a secured slot now? I mean, because... Yeah, so it's eight o'clock every Sunday night for good oh, on Channel 5. Give us a job. <laughs> Already got one wet with eight. Give, 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 give us a second series, you shit. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's good. And apparently, you need something. You know, you need. Ideally, you have something called an appointment to view, yeah. which means you have the same slot every week. But seriously, though, can I have can I have a, job. a role in there? Yes. Yeah. Can I do Anglo Welsh? Um, maybe. No. Let me get back to you. Okay, fine, fine. I, I don't know why you think it's up to me. Why would it? If it's up to anyone, it'd be Durda's. It's your show. He's the king. Oh, is it? Yeah, Durda's got me the job in the first place. Does he like me? Um. He, he that's think, okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. He'll he, grow to like me. He he assumes because he likes me and we and you and I are friends. He assumes you're a good guy. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think he likes you. But what? As, um, as for getting a job, you did some stuff on the Anglo Welsh last year, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of had to throw to you and Andy Goode. Yeah. So I don't know if it'll be me and Goody this year or me and you or whatever. Goody, but Goody. it'll probably be I would imagine it'd be me and Goody with you doing features in Wales um, by the way the phone is miles away from us so we can't read any questions coming through but <laughs> feel free to send we, them we haven't got a clue we'll look at them later and, and try and, and the reason I'm wearing a kid's towel is because I've been to the gym um, and I just don't want to be one of those bellends who wears because I'm wearing a vest because it's really hot I didn't wear a vest in the gym or a t-shirt but I'm wearing a vest around the house and I don't want to be one of those bell ends that shows off his massive muscles. Hairy triceps. Um, um, just yeah. in case you didn't know, we are sat in um, David's kitchen of his house. Um, family portrait. Gary. <laughs> That's Gary the cow on the wall. Um, Do you like that picture of a cow? Yeah, I mean, is that in homage to all the meat you eat? Yeah. Yeah. Homage. Um, what sort of cow is it, mate? That is a Charolais. Okay. French Charolais. So just make it up. They don't know. Yeah, so she's a Joanna Cope. Joanna Cope is an artist. A it's, a, it's a lady cow. Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, well, okay. if it wasn't if it wasn't a lady, it'd be a bull. It wouldn't be a cow, would it? Okay, yeah. Okay, you passed. So <laughs> Joanna Cope's actually a Kiwi lady, but she's from Bath, and for years she's I've been looking at her pictures, saying I really, really want one of those, and okay. I one day just went and got one, and my wife seemed to let it slide. So all right, got nice. it forever now. Yeah, go on and ask me what I've been up to. What have you been up to, mate? Loads. Is it? Loads. Um, what I mean, what did we do? We did this, we did a podcast after the first test last time, didn't we? Yeah. And I was I was on the I forgot on the lines I was now. on the campaign for Farrell Sexton. Yeah. Adamant. Yeah, Adamant. It worked. Yeah. We drew the series. Thanks very much. Well done. Um been on a stag do, mate. Getting drinking stag do to Porta Benus. The melon. Yeah. 
Great trip, great trip. Quiet, good to be back. Yeah, good to be back, although I did annoy him the whole trip. There was 18 boys on the trip, right? And normally, with a big group like that, there's always one knob, isn't there? Yeah. There were none, which makes me think it was me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's a really good chance. There wasn't, there wasn't. Did Um, you wear your sailor's hat the whole time? I did, yeah. And uh, my IWC Shafthausen hat (laughs) I got from a golf day. Shafthausen? I don't know how you pronounce it. You're the watchman. And Shoff has it. It's not. It's not a shaft house. Whatever. Um, yeah. But bonded with a bloke called Budgie. Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Bennett. What are they calling that? Don't know really. Sort of like a little bit of a pocket rocket. Um, but a yeah. funny bloke. Always telling jokes. Probably why I got on with him. Um, but yeah, Melon didn't. I don't think appreciated me too much on the stag because right. everywhere we went, I was announcing him in. Excellent. They Stand hate up. that. Um, every nightclub, I'd give the DJ my phone and I'd have a nice piece about him. Yeah. You know, three-time Lions tourist, four World Cups, 128 caps. Yeah. Gethin Jenkins and his mate Tom Shanklin. Yeah. <laughs> um, the worst one, though, is we, we used to go, we went for breakfast at a place called Route 66. Yeah. Which, um, for those who have been uh, around that area will know, um, did quite good breakfast, actually, mate. You know, okay. have, like avocado on toast with egg and bagels with cream cheese and stuff like that lovely um, breakfast Soho house style Friday Friday morning all around for breakfast half nine it's full loads of blokes loads of stags and stuff like that um, big big advertisement saying they're showing the lions the next day so in front of everyone tapped my glass stood up and said uh, we were in the we're in the presence of rugby royalty here we've got Gethin Jenkins on his stag do here so tomorrow we're going to do a Q&A before the game and at half time we're going to try and find out from this legend here, 128 caps for his country, three Lions tours, about what it's like, what they're feeling like before the game. He's going to take <laughs> us inside the changing rooms. I said, Poor there's, bloke. There's, there's a bit of pen, there's a bit of paper and pen on your table. Write some questions down. You know, we'll get the insight from him. Um, <laughs> and he like was that. dying. He was dying, right? <laughs> He didn't even turn up for the game, <laughs> didn't he? Nah, the guy, the guy whose who restaurant it was, was uh, was asking me before the game. He said, "Is he here yet? Is he here yet?" <laughs> but he wasn't. But we had um, we went to an amazing restaurant right on the front uh, in Portmanus. Jack's it was. It was like an American bar grill and stuff. They got like a, a magician that goes around the tables and stuff. There's a theme here. Like Route 66, presumably was some sort of diner as well, was it? Yeah, it was. I don't. It was some sort of Jack's. It was called, I'm sure. Okay. And uh, but they had an in-house magician. Okay. It was really good, right? Um, and he was doing all these tricks with cards and stuff like that. Have you seen the one where he gets you to sign the card and then he does something with it and it ends up in his wallet? Yeah, yeah, yeah those, yeah. yeah. So he was doing it all, this, he was doing yeah. all this on Melon, right? Yeah. Because it was obviously Melon's stag. And, uh, Maybe Melon's quite easy to con as well. Uh, no, he's not too bad. He's okay. a bit, yeah. Um, okay. You don't get much out of him. Yeah. But he, Melon bought all his, um, his ushers and his best men a watch. They all had the same watch, right? Oh, nice. And, Rolex. Uh, yeah. IWC, like that. is that how you got the cap? <laughs> Swatch. And uh, the magician took his watch off and he put it in a bag and he started hammering this watch, right? Yeah. So the watch shattered. He opens the bag and uh, it looks exactly like his watch and it's all in pieces. And the magician's face just turns, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, oh. He didn't know what to say, right? So he goes out to the kitchen comes back with a Cornish pasty, melon cuts into it. Guess what's inside? No. A tenner. Guess what's inside? His watch. Corn beef. 
You have an app? You villain. You have an app? <laughs> so what happens yeah. when you watch? It's a pasty, It's corned beef. All right, all right. <laughs> so what happens to the watch? Made oh, there is up. no watch. Oh, I made yeah. it all up. Oh, oh God. <laughs> That's for the snail one. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. yeah so you that. did crows. I yeah. did snail. You did watch. Yeah. All right, next. Um, right. Yeah, you got me well done. But I've, um, yeah, I did a bit of work with Bruin Dolph <laughs> at the Celtic Manor. Did a nice Q&A with Mike Tyndall. Played him at golf the next day. Lord Splatnose. Played him at golf the next day. Destroyed him. Yeah? Yeah. He won't like that. No. Competitive guy. No. And I... Opened a playground at a school in Cardiff, Lansdowne Primary School, for Wooden Spoon. Oh, well done, mate. Yeah, so the Concrete Society provided all the... The concrete? Yeah, oh. provided all the material. Um, okay. And went there, nice plaque on the on the wall, opened by me. Oh, my um, God. So, yeah. Um, well done, mate. What have you been up to? Well... Apart from signing contracts with Channel 5. <laughs> um, You've been Ibiza, haven't you? Michelle signs it for me. She does fake signatures for me. She's probably watching now. She doesn't, but she is watching. Oh, oh yeah. She's always watching. Oh yeah. Go on then. We're skyping Michelle after this, aren't we? Mm. Mm. Um, she had twins. I'm not sure she's left the house since she had twins, but hopefully we get to see her twins. <laughs> I'll do the comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so inappropriate when yeah. you think about female Doctor Who's and everything that's happening now so inappropriate what Beth Latimer Beth from Latimer Bro- from Broadchurch is yeah. Doctor Who yeah I think it's good it's great mm. it's bloody great and actually who gives a shit like she's a she's doctor not, she's not even Doctor Who mate Doctor Who's the programme she's the doctor she's not called Doctor Who in the programme oh isn't she no she could I don't watch Doctor Who yeah nor do I but I just know stuff as far as I'm aware ladies are doctors too there's always people that are like, it's, you ruin the programme and like, don't tell me I'm sexist. My mum's a woman. Well done, mate. Yeah. You know, how you can know. I hate women? Yeah. How my can mother's one. My mother's one. Like, I've got a female cocker spaniel. Like, Piss off. Bitch. Like, who, do people still genuinely give a shit what, <laughs> if it's a woman? I mean, that's what anyone anyway, gives a shit. What have you been up to? Anyway. In a nutshell. Um, went to, went beefer, didn't I? Did you? Went beefer. Went I beefer. That's right. My wife's 40. We went on holiday without my the wife's, kids. My wife's older than me. Um, I'm a toy boy. Yeah, I went on holiday without the kids for six days. <clears throat> okay. Ended up being a week. Yeah. Um, so my in-laws come here to my house and stay for the week. Yeah. Um, looked after the kids. They're basically better parents than us. So we come back and our kids are like immaculate. The house is immaculate. All of my pants are ironed and folded in my drawer. They're just better people than us. Ugh. I know. They're just better people. Um, so... Yeah, went to Ibiza and it was it worked out kind of perfectly because we had we invited obviously loads of people um, and we've got four mates so two couples who are like our best some of our best friends around here and they're all quite a lot older than us like ten to fifteen years older than us yeah and they were a bit worried they're party animals <clears throat> excuse me they're party animals they love a party but they were a bit worried about are we going to be doing you know, proper beefer. Like, are we going to be out till eight in the morning, large in it? And they didn't want to do that. Neither did we on those first couple of days. So yeah. we had lovely afternoons drinking cocktails by the G&Ts, by the pool. We had boozy lunches, long dinners, eight hours, nine hours sleep a night. It was great. Um, so that was like two, two and a bit days. 
they flew off on their own holidays and then a lot of other mates arrived in. Um, so Alex Brown, the old Gloucester second row, yeah. team manager there now, he and his wife are real close mates of ours. They flew in. My wife's best friend, my wife, I keep saying my wife, Alex, went to school. She grew up in New York. So her best friend from school from New York, who now lives in Bermuda with her husband, they flew from Bermuda for two and a half days. Yeah. And I'd be her other best mate from uni flew from Hong Kong. And a couple of guys obviously flew from England. Matt Powell, you know Matt Powell. Yeah. Gary Morris's dream team, 2008 scrum half. Yeah. Ex-West Warriors. He was there with his wife. Um, who else was there? Anyway, we had a wicked time and we have, went hard. Have you been back to Ibiza since you stag there? Yeah, I went, I went two summers ago with okay. five mates. Oh, so you got, yeah, so you, you weren't shuddering when you walked back? No, no, I was all right. And yeah. we, Ollie Barkley basically lives in part-time in Ibiza in the summer. Like, I think he's going to build a house there and stuff. Of course stuff. he does. He loves it out there because he wears cool clothes and he's got a nice body and a good tan. So he loves it out there. Has and he, he, Has he settled down yet? No, he doesn't, he doesn't need to, does he? No. Why would you? But he's like best friends with my wife. They're like, they're like busy mates. So whenever I go away, not whenever I go away, but often when I go away. He comes over here and stays. He doesn't stay. Okay. He comes over here and cooks dinner. He's our daughter's godfather yeah. as well. But nothing goes on? Absolutely not, no. Um, she, he's too pretty for my wife. And so they're like busy mates. They, he, he organized the whole trip, booked everything, and like was a legend and sorted everything out. Everywhere we went, we were sorted with tables. And, Did you go jet skiing? Um, no, I didn't go jet skiing. Oh. But one night, I, we were like, right, let's have one big clubbing night. Water skiing? No, look at me, I can't water ski. On a, so we uh, went to high. boat? We went, no, shut up. Do you not like water sports? Shut up. <laughs> so we went uh, to high, this nightclub, the old space nightclub, and basement jacks were playing, and it was like, <clears throat> it was awesome. And we're there till seven in the morning. Is that Bora Bora Beach? Don't know, mate. Yes, okay. it is. Yeah. Yes, I think it is. Yeah. I think it is. So went there and it was awesome. Like El Chiringuito's for lunch and Destino's and Beach House and all these pl- really cool places. Um, and with one big night and it was got home, got back to the hotel at 7.30 in the morning and just broken, you know, just broken. And then at nine o'clock, a taxi arrived to take us to the boat for the day that we'd forgotten we'd hired this big, cool boat. Yeah. So all of us piled onto this boat. Everyone was kind of all right. I drive a boat every summer, like I love being on a boat, but I'm better at driving than I'm being a passenger. Okay. And I got seasick straight away, and I spewed all the way to Formentera Island. Didn't Did went, you have a big one like before? Yeah, got in at 7.30, oh, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't even go to sleep, and got straight on this boat, and then went out for lunch at this place, and I couldn't eat. I just went and curled up on the beach and slept. Everyone woke me up back on the boat, spewed all the way back. It was brutal. Oh. It was absolutely brutal. Um, so anyway, apart from that, but then... The next day we went to Blue Marling all day, the beach clubs. We're there from midday till midnight sort of thing, larging it on the rosés and and all the Russian money knocking about. But it was really cool. And it gets to midnight and I was there with um, Brownie's wife and we were just like broken, like I can't wait to go home. At 7pm we were just knackered. And my missus was like, it's my boy, let's have it. You know, she's like not not a party animal at all. I've seen her... I've seen her smash like two or three times since I met her years ago, right? Drunk, yeah. Yeah, never gets drunk. Yeah, well done. So it gets to midnight and she's like, I'm not going home. I was like, I said to Ollie, mate, take one for the team. Can you take her out? I'm going home. So I went back to bed yeah. and Ollie took her to Pasha and she got in at eight in the morning. Oh, it's nice and you we... have that trust and relationship though. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. With so the best just... looking bloke. <laughs> yeah, I know, the best rig. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was Ollie to go and it was just like, I mean, yeah, the flight back was late. It was like an 8 p.m. flight. So you think, oh, perfect. Cause you can chill out by the pool all yeah. day. 
flight delayed, boy, flight delayed three hours, got home at 3 a.m. Oh. And my, miss, my missus was at work at 8 a.m. in Bristol. Legend. The next day, broken. Joe, um, you know, stag trip, right? It was the itinerary we got sent through to us was 7.15, meet at Cardiff Airport, 9 o'clock flight. Yeah. And then the itinerary of what we were doing. And then at the bottom it said, 7 o'clock, bus leaves for airport, bus leaves to Malaga Airport on the Sunday. 12.05, um, plane lands. Yeah. 1 o'clock, bus back to Vale Hotel, because they all came from the Vale Hotel yeah, yeah. to Cardiff Airport. So I drove to Cardiff Airport, so meet you there, boys. I don't live far from the airport. Yeah. As we've checked in at Malaga Airport, I've looked at the boarding card. We're flying into Bristol. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely broke me. Oh, my days. I was thinking, like, I was thinking, oh, my God, I'm going to get home at like one o'clock now. I'm going to have a sleep and had all these plans. Oh, so I had to get to the Vale. I had to get a lift from the Vale Hotel, which is nowhere near the airport, to the airport. Mate. Pick up my car. Mate. Last thing you want when you're hungover after a three-day bender. Logistical delays, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate. Um, so awful. Yeah. So awful. Horrific. Um, um, I did a... I did a I went to Dublin the other morning, uh, the other day, for do a, did a Land Rover video with Brian O'Driscoll. Did you actually see his house? Or was it just... No. Yeah, it didn't look like a road where he'd live. He grew up there. He grew up around there. Now? Now? Yeah. Oh, I think, I, think, I think Brian's gone large now. Yeah, I imagine him, like, you know, his neighbour would be Bono or something like that. I think, yeah, I think he's... I think he lives... I, I mean, I think he lives in an embassy now. Yeah. Uh, no, I think he probably doesn't live on that street. But... No. Um, yeah, I saw the video, the Land Rover video. Yeah? Yeah. Happy with it? Yeah. Like, I like him, mate. Just do one with you, really. Yeah. They keep replying. I'm always one about you give me a job. I keep mentioning it, and they're always like, Tom who? I'm like, don't say, don't be like that. Yeah. 70 caps of Wales means nothing. It's like seven England caps. Like, I know, I know, I know. I know. More likely, more likely the... Um, Lions. Did he win a Lions Sh- series? Stuart no. Broad more likely to get a job now, isn't he? The guy yeah. from the um, Robert Walters adverts. Do you know he was all over... New Zealand, um, yeah. chat shows, chat shows news channels. We created him. We built him. Just like I built Haskell in that Land Rover thing I did with BT Sport. Yeah. And we launched his career, mate. The Archbishop of Banterbury. Yeah. Banton Deck. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. He, Stuart Broad is, is the not the cricketer, the Robert Walters guy. He's changed massively. Apparently, he's got an entourage now. Yeah. Which is a shame. Um, he's talking about leaving his wife for a celebrity. Lindsay Lohan, apparently. Such a shame, isn't it? Did you watch Game of Thrones? Of course I did. Mate. Ed Sheeran. Mate. Hope, yeah, turn off now um, if you haven't listened to it. Spoiler alert. Um, good, wasn't it? I had, to, I had to read a catch-up first about everything going on, but it was good. Oh, I love it. It was also, it was also, the, it was also the young guy from This Is England. Uh, uh, Turgus, well. Thomas Turgus. Is that his name? name? Yeah. Good knowledge, mate. Thank you. Yeah, he's really good in that. He was in there yeah. as well, wasn't he? I love it. I just absolutely love Game of Thrones. Did you get up at two AM to watch it? No. No. I recorded it. I school ra- did the school run, and I pegged it back here, and watched it before I went to the gym to do another wife? workout. You're not watching. Well, you having a protein shake while you were watching it? I was just doing sit up, like warming up my core. Um, if you hear a noise, that's my dog does, walking does, on the wooden um, floors. Your wife not watch it? Will you? Shut it. Go on then. Um, no, no, she doesn't watch that no. stuff. No. Have you been watching Fearless on ITV? No. It's really that good. 
Um, it's about an old, a murder um, 14 years ago. And a guy a gets, murder. A guy gets imprisoned um, and he's innocent and the lady gets him off. I can't remember the lady's name, but she was in Peaky Blinders. She was the older sister. Don't watch Peaky Blinders. Peaky Blinders, okay. Is it fiction um, or is it a true story? No, it's not a true story. It's not a true story. So it's fiction? Yes. That's fine by me. Um, I've got a mate whom I really, really like and respect and indeed love. Thank and you. He, and he said something to me the other day that really freaked me out. He's like, mate, I can't do fiction. Fiction's absolute bullshit. So what are you talking about? Well, it's bullshit, isn't it? It's not even real. So yeah, but it's about your imagination. Nah, it's made up, mate. It's all made up. Fiction's just made up. I was like, well, yeah, obviously it is. That's like, you know. Yeah. But is your mate Ray Winston? I'm deliberately doing a different accent because oh, he's, okay. he's not actually English. <laughs> okay, he's not actually checking. English. Just but I didn't want to give away who it was. Was like that or Vinnie Jones? Because I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed okay. in him. But right, Brian O'Driscoll. Um, it wasn't Brian O'Driscoll, actually. Okay. Um, but Brian, uh, Brian's on a major training kick at the moment. Is he? He looks unbelievably fit. And when he when he pitched up, like you, Land Rover will give you like they'll bring loads of lunch and sarnies and stuff. But I just grabbed a lot of stuff at the airport because yeah. just in case it's not enough for me. And Brian just turned up with five liters of chilled water. I was like, mate, what are you doing? He's like, and he's like obsessive. He's getting in shape, you know. And he's like, if I'm going to get in shape, I'm going to get in proper. He's trying shape. to tell his body he's full by drinking a lot of water. That's what they do. Something like that. Yeah. But he looked. He, he did. Yeah, look. he was. He was getting a bit. I mean, you said that he was getting a bit porky. I thought he was all right, but you can say it because he won't listen to this. You said he looked sure. like Ricky Hatton. <laughs> you said he looked like Wayne Rooney on holiday. <laughs> you said that. I didn't say that about the body. From words in my mouth now. Stop yeah. it. Like, thing is, when yeah. you're called bod, you've got to have a good rig, really. Do you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? That's true. Um, just back on um, back on like films and TV and stuff. Have yeah. you watched Split? Yeah. No, it's what's on, that now? It's on. It's on Sky. Um, it'd be on other forms of uh, TV as well. Um, it's with James McAvoy and he plays a... I like him. He plays a great character that's got some like 26 different personality disorders. Oh yeah. It's really good. Okay. I also watched that and I also watched Patriots Day about the Boston uh, marathon, the bombings that went on. Oh yeah. Yeah, with uh, Mark Wahlberg in. Oh, is it a film or a documentary? It's a film. It's a film. But they actually show live footage. They actually, not live Real footage. footage. Real footage of yeah. the stuff that went on. Um, it's really good and it's, it's quite interesting as to how these bombers were caught and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I've got this big issue at the moment, a homeless magazine, and um, I've got this big issue at the moment where, as you know, um, we're moving house. We're actually moving house next week. And I'm going to, I'm switching over from Downsizing my, them, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm a real boy. <laughs> so, and the... Next thing your kids will be going to private school. Shut up. So, what? <laughs> so... I've got this Sky Box, like a Sky HD box, Sky Plus HD box, or everything, whatever you've got. Everyone's got it. Sky Q. I'm switching to Sky Q. It's amazing. Which means I lose, shut your computer up, which means I lose all of the stuff I've got saved. All of the Aviva Prem highlights are gone. <laughs> everything. <laughs> I've, I, I lose everything, but I haven't watched any of Fargo with uh, think Ewan, Ewan McGregor in it. All of England v Italy at Twickenham. Commentary <laughs> gone. <laughs> it's so vain. Loads of the, uh, I'll tell you what, what has gone from my plan already is Scotland, Australia in the World Cup semi-final, quarter-final, where you know that controversy at the end. Yeah. The best bit was that everyone hammered the ref for it, hammered yeah. him, and then people hammered like Clive Woodward. Who and was the ref again? It was a South African. It was uh, the guy who ran off. Yeah. It was... Um, yeah, I remember him now. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. But they, everyone hammered them. And then it's like they got, they, everyone on social media and stuff hammered the guys in the studio, like Clive and all that as well for... 
not spotting it and all that sort of stuff or for spotting it, whatever it was. The people no one hammered because the ref running off just and it just got it just took everyone's attention. Yeah. Was the commentary team who effectively missed what had really happened? Joubert, uh, Joubert. Craig Joubert. And that that commentary team I think need to be outed because they made a mistake. Who and no were one's they, ever mate? mentioned it. That was me. Oh. <laughs> and Scott Hastings, but I I made the error and I think he called me on it. Yeah. And then it, we went off air because it was the end of the game. A bit I similar to the, the Ken Owens incident um, last test. What happened there? Um, you know, there's initially a penalty off the kickoff. Oh right yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Kieran Reid was five meters offside, so we're going to talk about that in the rugby yeah. slot, aren't we? Yeah, we just ruined it. it. Um, Don't ruin it. Yeah. Um, I've got a delivery coming from ASOS in a minute because uh, I've ordered some new muscle vests for my holiday that's coming up, um, and I'm going to get another espresso for us. Okay. So, so should we have a quick break in between? I hope you've enjoyed the Facebook Live. We didn't really know what we were doing. I mean, let, yeah. Let us know if uh, you want us to do more. Um, just showing my like cleavage a little give it, bit. Mate, stand up, give him the full package. All right, this is this is what you're I wear. You're doing yourself an injustice at the moment. This is what I wear wear around my house. All right, I've got like sweaty shorts that I went to the gym in. I've got a really minging muscle vest that doesn't really fit anymore because yeah. my gut's bigger than it was, so it makes it look too short. That's enough, mate. Don't care. Don't care. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So Tom, Facebook Live over. How yeah. was it for you? Oh well, I mean, I I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, the camera was probably a little bit far away, but that's because we're sitting a fair distance from each other. Maybe next time we'll do it. We'll be a little bit closer. But I don't like to get too close to you. One because you're hot. Yeah. And that radiates off you. Yeah. And you're very elbowy. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Yeah. Always have been. Yeah. Yeah. I think I probably smell at the moment as well because I've been to the gym this morning and really, really sweated and haven't had a shower yet. You got a big back, haven't you? So you take a block of the room. I can't talk. I got a big back. Mm. Um, um, yeah, a mate of mine, Chewy, texted me. Chewbacca. Um, yes, that guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy who played him in the Chewbacca, the son of Sue Barker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Chewbacca. We call him Wacky Backy. No, we don't. We call him Chewy. Um, Matt Chiluski is his name. That's how you actually say it. But okay. He works for Stephen Graver, who are a a kitchen makers just outside Bath, and. Um, they actually built our kitchen. Do you like it? I do, mate. 
I like everything about your house. Thank you very much. Except the dog hair that the cleaner didn't get off the floor yesterday. Apart from that. It's bugged me, that has. Yeah, you can't see it, but you won't like it. I'm livid. Um, But he texted me, and and another lady whom has asked to remain nameless, but I saw her at, um, I did a golf day the other day. Don't play golf, but I drove the buggy around and had a bit of a crack at the dinner and stuff with some mates. It's really, really good. And she poked her head in, and she's a Bath Rugby season ticket holder. And so is her mum, and I've met them before. She is a beautiful, beautiful lady. She asked me to say that. She's very, very beautiful. Um, and she poked her head into the dinner. And Why it are you was making like, a funny face? And it was like, I'm not making a funny face. And then it was the guys were like, after I had a chat, the guys were like, do you get recognised again? I was like, oh, yes, yes, I did. But I actually know them from Bath. And she's extremely beautiful and articulate and um, wonderful. Yeah. Um, anyway, apparently the sound was a bit quiet. Okay. But we were talking about this, weren't we? We were talking about rugby now in a minute. But are we... Are we at some point are we gonna like try and make the quality of this pod we are. better? We're just waiting are for we? our, we're waiting for our big break, mate. We're waiting for a big break. Someone like Branston Pickle to come in and say right. Someone like Lurpak to come in and say right. Let's rock your. I prefer Branston Pickle because that is my favourite sandwich, a cheese and pickle sandwich. It is, isn't it? Yeah. It actually, is. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? I would struggle to. I'd struggle to name a sandwich I like more than a cheese and picks. Actually, in a but I'd like it in a white baguette with butter, a white fresh baguette. Would a bit of ham in there as well or not? Do you know what I love meat? As you know, I don't put ham with cheese and pickle because I think I, I like the cheese and pickle together so much. I don't think they need, you need to make it a menage a trois. Okay. Yeah. I think two's up is just fine with those two. Um, but if you're listening, Branston Pickle, <laughs> and I know you sometimes do. I think Lur- we're here. Lurpak probably wouldn't want to sponsor me because I look like a heart attack on legs, but. Branston Pickle, um, do you go smooth or chunky? Um, I, uh, I think it's called Sandwich Pickle. It formerly used to be Sandwich Pickle anyway. So I yeah. go for the Sandwich Pickle, the smaller lumps. Why? Um, I don't like the big lumps, the texture. I prefer it small. You don't have to crunch it there. I'm a big lump. You like me, don't you? <laughs> well, what is like? Tolerate. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I, I go full chunk. Okay. I always go full chunk. At some point, they'll bring out a squeezy pickle, and I don't want that. I don't want that. I want the chunk. They do, they still bring it out. They bring a squeezy bottle out. They've do they? A squeezy bottle. It's not just out of the jar. But it's like marmite. I like marmite out of a glass. No jar. I don't want it out of a squeezy. Yeah, tube. but the actual product is no different. It's like ketchup. It's no different. Well, it's the same as you know drinking uh, fizzy drinks. You know, I prefer it out of a glass bottle than Man, a can. My wife, we go to a restaurant. It's like if you got a uh, Coke, full fat Coke. Like, yeah, is it in a? Does it come in the glass bottles? And they're like, no, we've got it. She goes, oh, no, thanks. Yeah. We've got cans. No, thanks. Oh, we can't eat there. They've got plastic chairs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, come on, mate. I know. Have a word with yourself. Anyway, I saw a beautiful lady at the golf dinner, at the golf day, and she asked me to say that. Yeah. Just between Reading and Newbury, it was. And she listens to this. Yeah, she does. She says it's, um, her husband makes her listen to it. It's the most boring thing she ever listens to. She hates it. And the snail story was quite good, but the crow story was better. And um, it's one of the. It's something that she she thinks it's going to end up sort of um, sort of resulting in divorce because she hates our podcast so much. Wait until she hears the pasty story then. Wait until she hears a corned beef. I you know. got me good with that boy. Well done. I know. Thank are we? You. Are we going to put some money into this podcast? I don't know. Oh, hang on. That's the door. You keep them talking, Shanks. I'll okay. answer it now. I mean, we do hope to put a little bit of money into this. We know the sound is pretty awful at the moment, um, but we don't have a budget, so. As soon as you get a, a budget, more sound comes in, better quality. Wow. What is that, mate? What have you ordered? What is it? 
Hang on, I'm back. I'm back. I'm just gonna. I've ordered. That's, I ordered. A, that's the second delivery, by the way, of in the Flatman House today. I took one from from Harrods this morning. Oh, shut up. Um, it was just bottled water <laughs> from Harrods this morning. Yeah, it was the tears of virgins. What have you got? And a Hawaiian shirt. Right, no, it'll be a bit crinkly on the sound, but I've just got a. Ollie Barkley shops ASOS, and then he Ollie said to me, you've Barclay. got to try ASOS. Is Ollie Barkley the new Danny Grucock? No, I've just okay. been on holiday with him, haven't I? Excuse right. the crinkles. But he said, you've got to try ASOS tall because they, or ASOS, whatever it is, it's like high and mighty for cool people. So for a bit of fun, I got this hoodie that's got flowers on it, like Japanese flowers. Hold it up, mate. I'm going to take a photo for, put it on. I thought that looked quite cool. Okay. Yeah. That is for you, yeah? Yeah. Okay, fine. <laughs> then I got these swimming shorts. Yeah. Which... Swimming shorts are often, I just find them a bit long, because I'm a rugby player, I like shorter shorts. I'll put these up, yeah. These look all right. Yeah, if you're a Marine. <laughs> I'll do a fashion show for you in a minute if you want. Okay. Uh, this is really interesting. Yeah? Yeah. I've got uh, a... T-shirt. Don't know what it, don't know what it is. Oh, a vest for around the house. I don't wear vest out of the house. Okay, but yeah. Just a vest for around the house. Yeah. Um, I don't know what this is. This no, is all like midnight. I ordered it at like half 11 last night and it's here today. Yeah. Amazing. Another vest. Another black, vest around the house. Black vest this time. Yeah. Just, and so I get real these, hot. These uh, for a stag do you going on? These are beautiful Hawaiian print swimmers. Oh yeah, they're right actually. They're my favorite. Like those? Yeah, wow. What do they make them out of? Like a sail of a boat or something? Kingdom of leather. <laughs> <laughs> got a, a curtain world. I got we'll, uh, I'll post them on, on Twitter a little yeah, bit Yeah, so sorry, sorry listener. But, but what I'm saying is that we will, we hope to put some more money into our sound and production because we do know it isn't the greatest at the moment, but it's because we don't have any money. Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things, and, and also, like we spoke about this early on, I expect, on the pod, but we decided to do this, and a bit, a bit let's be honest, a bit of commercial gain along the way is nice, and we do have some sponsors and stuff like that, but we have said no to a good number of things because it was just like, it just felt a bit incongruous and it was just literally doing stuff we didn't want to do just for a bit of money and all that stuff. And we didn't, we wanted to do it, we wanted to do it for fun and so we could do stuff together because we're uh, soulmates. So there's a bit of that. Um, it's my hobby as well, mate. I don't have any other hobbies. You know, I, yeah, look, true, I look forward to, to catching up. Yeah. I mean, I, I eat clean and work out, but there were only two hobbies really. Yeah. I obsess over cars every eat day clean, of my life. Eat clean, but train dirty. Yeah. Do you know what? My, uh, but in our little break we had just now after our section, yeah. my father-in-law uh, said, I said, I've got to read an email. Do you remember me saying that? Yeah. And I said, because my father-in-law sending me an email about, he likes to confront issues head on. And he said, I think you're becoming obsessed with cars. Like you actually, we're all a bit obsessive. You need to stop spending all your time looking at cars that you're not going to buy. Yeah. Mate of mine um, bought a car, completely random, yeah. off, uh, off Bonnie Tyler before. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. You, get, you, pay, you pay more for celeb cars for some reason. Got photos and everything. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, it's a nice little runaround, but every now and then it falls apart. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, uh, the joke, obviously. Oh, the side portion of Bell Ensley oh. <laughs> Side portion of Bell Ensley Dale. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Uh, oh right, the Leatherman, um, the complete tool. But back, back to it. Yes, we, we're going to try and invest some more money into uh, into our production. We're trying to get like a mobile studio, basically, which is, will, will essentially be. We don't know what that is, though, do some we? Some sort of cube, like Philip Schofield 
has. <laughs> do, do you know? Do you know in the movies, like in the old movies, like Pink Panther or something, where like calamity comedy movies, where there's like a red and white striped mini gazebo over some roadworks, a hole in the road. Yeah. And somebody walks in and falls down the hole. Yeah. Or like you'd expect to see over like a murder scene in a field. Yeah. That's what I imagine we're going to have in our kitchens, our respective kitchens or your mum's house or whatever. Um, Why are we going to mention my mum? Sorry, but if we do, because we do it in your mum's kitchen, but also there's they're building a new hotel in Bath, Apex Hotel, and I'm, yeah, and we, we're going to use that a we're bit. We're for ambassadors our pods. for that. We well, are ambassadors. You for are, that. but I'm your plus one. But actually, I'm I'm yeah, I'm just a mate of this. But anyway, so we, we can use that. So I, I don't know what it looks like. I'm just imagining that might be what it looks like. Do you know who I haven't seen for ages? Who? The Invisible Man. <laughs> anyway, um, should we talk rope? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Jesus Christ! You say that, but you'll be using that all week. Um, should we talk rugby? Um, yeah. Better Lions, huh? Lions. How about those Lions? You see the game, huh? All the, all the people I know that went across to New Zealand for the Lions have all come back with Kiwi flu. Have they? Brutal. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is to do with the amount of alcohol yeah. you take. I can't imagine many gin and tonics and mojitos being drunk over there. No. They'll all be Stein lager. But yeah, be steiny. Cans of steiny and weights. Spades, 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 not weights. Spades. a drinking game with um, with all. We had a load of Kiwis at the Cardiff Blues, like Blend Bear, Xavier Rush, yeah, Xavier, Jason Spice, Paul Tito, and Steinlager. You can try this at at home, ladies and gents. Steinlager has a line going through the middle of the bottle, like a red line, um, somewhere between the bottom and the middle, and you've all got to take a sip, yeah, and you've got to try and drink it the closest to the line. One sip. Yeah. Or one gulp or whatever. And then you put it down and whoever's furthest away has to finish it off. Like that? Yeah. That's good. Yeah. But you got it's to kind of like pitch and putt, isn't it? Yeah, I've never heard of that. But... Yeah, it's kind yeah. of like playing horseshoes or something. <laughs> Marbles. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, so the first test um, we covered, 30 points to 15. Yeah. Um, we had a bit of a disagreement about who should be playing, who shouldn't be playing. Um, I think he picked... A great team. It's easy for you to say test. now, mate. Well, I said it. I said it before, mate. We're both in agreement that Warby should play. Oh, gotcha. And rightly so. He was incredible. He was incredible. In that, in that second Alan test. Wynn as well. People doubting Alan Wynn. What are you I playing know. at? But the point we're making is that the Farrell and Sexton combo, you didn't see too much of it during the first half. Mm. But for the two tries, yeah. they were incredible. I mean, it, it took to the second half to really got to see the Lions playing. But that interlinking between 10 and 12... Yeah. And that ability of Sexton to take the ball flat, or Farrell to take the ball flat, to put the balls in behind the dummy runners and, and do it in a way that isn't predictable and hard to read. You know, we, we saw it for that Fallachal try where they went from one side of the field to the other, both yeah. tries off lineouts, both yeah. tries off set phase. Um, was brilliant. And what a finish by by Like that finish, Fallachal yeah. Fallachal in the corner. You know, runs yeah. over... Dag, really. There's a little goosey-goosey there, though, as well. Yeah, right? yeah. But, he's, but, you know, you've seen him a lot play for Bath. In the open, he's so powerful and quick. Mate, mate. I know. Yeah, he is. He is proper, and he's industrious. He, yeah, he's, he's quite exceptional. And I thought over the over the three tests, Kieran Reid, I mean, the, the All Blacks pack dominated the first test. Kieran Reid was incredible. I just yeah. thought he was fantastic. Over the over the course of three tests, Falatau did it two one, did him two one for me, mm. which is saying something because you got a hundred cap all black captain there. And you know, Sonny Bill Williams went off and red card rightly so. I mean, I, in when I first saw it, I thought that's a yellow card. 
Mm. But when you see it in slow motion, you see the actual contact and, and how we went about that tackle. Yeah. No arms. It, clear, clear red. Defo carte rouge, no doubt. Um, and there was a lot of tweets on social media, you know who you are, um, you know, saying brilliant time to get Ben Teo, Teo on. Yeah. Teo? Teo. Teo. Ben Teo on. And I'm thinking, well, it's not really because Ben Teo, who I thought had a brilliant tour, no doubt about that, but what's he going to do? He's going to run tight lines. He's going to run switches. He's going to run into the heavy traffic. If you want to make use of an extra man, the space is out wide. Yeah. You know, because you know, they'll be set up in the middle. They'll be set up close to the ruck and, yeah. and mall area. Nothing changes for your tight five in there. Like no, it there. doesn't. It doesn't. I, I know they took... Um, they took Jordan Kano off and put another back on. I, str- I struggle with taking Kano off anyway. Yeah, I, I agree. But the space for the extra man is going to be out wide. Eventually, there's going to be space there. Mm. So I, I was thinking that's a crazy decision. And it was a big call by, by Gatland to keep those two on. Yeah. It worked. Mm. Um, not afraid of a big call, is he, Gatters? He's not afraid of a big call. Uh, and what a win as well. That, and that goal, that kick by Farrell to level it. I mean, yeah. Do you know what? It, there are a couple of things that came out of it afterwards. Ollie Barkley, since we're mentioning him a lot on this trip, he did a brilliant tweet and he said something along the lines of, can someone arrange for Farrell's balls to be sent home by cargo ship or something in their own yeah. containers? Like, just absolute balls of steel. But that correlates to the next thing, which is a, a piece I read by Stuart Barnes. I want to talk to you about Stuart Barnes again in a minute. Stuart Barnes wrote a piece in the paper after it and said, actually, what it, what, what the lines test, the, what the series Spit being out. drawn about was, was about was the All Blacks think they're good enough to go in without a goal kicker well you're not Bowden Barrett can kick very nicely but he often doesn't and I actually thought that is a great point and it's, it's actually and I, I love the All Blacks like apart from when they're playing the Lions or England I'm an All Blacks fan who doesn't everyone loves the All Blacks but that for me that is that sporting arrogance that's saying we don't need a great goal kicker because we're going to win comfortably anyway and I thought that was a, it was a brilliant article and you should read it. There's um, Yeah, if you send it to me, I'll read it. Um, there's a tweet here by Jake Cutter. Um, he said, can Bowden Barrett achieve the heights of Dan Carter and Johnny regardless of his goal kicking? No, not no. With, no, he can't. Because the one, one of the great things about Carter and Johnny, really quite different players, but actually they, they could be relied upon to score points and win your games. Under pressure. Under pressure. And they're yeah. wonderful goal kickers. And, Going back to the Stuart Barnes thing, we'll talk more about the rugby. Stuart Barnes, I don't think I see anyone in rugby get hammered as much as him on social media. He gets absolutely destroyed. And he doesn't know because he's not on it. And I dare, yeah. I don't know him very well at all, but I dare say he doesn't give a toss either. But, and, and you could be honest because he doesn't listen to this podcast. I know that. I, I still, I've always, he was the voice I grew up with. So, all right, it's not quite as romantic as Bill McLaren or whatever, but. He's co-coms. He's about detail and he's about what's actually mm. happening. I grew up with that voice and even though he ripped me to shreds once when we played against Leinster and I was really poor, by the way, I thought he was actually correct in everything he said. I thought there is no perfect commentator or co-commentator. Of course there isn't, but I still really like listening to Barnsley commentate and maybe I'm in a minority or is it just people are more likely to log on and say nasty things than nice things? I don't mind him at all, mate. Um, but, I really like him. But for me, yeah, it's the voice that I have to I have to like first. You know, there's, it's all well someone giving insight, but yeah. if the voice doesn't sit well and it's not coloured and it doesn't go up and down, it's anonymous. Yeah, I can't handle that. It has to have a voice that I can listen to, and I think he's got a good voice. He's got a great voice. Yeah, he's hugely bright and he's punchy with his views. And sometimes I don't know. Like I'm, I'm I mean, there are you know, 
I'm not saying I'm right. There's no right or wrong. This is opinion. But there are current players saying there's no right or wrong. And no, anyway, I'll tell you what's right at the end anyway. Yeah. But it, but it was like there are current players and they're absolutely they're absolutely allowed to think what they want, you know. And they're saying, "Got it on mute. This is awful." I just I I must say I really everyone enjoys Miles Harrison. Everyone does. Yeah. But I must say I really enjoy Stuart Barnes, and I always have. There's a few good ones out there, mate. I I, I like Alice Rican. I like oh yeah Nick Mullins. Those guys are the they're the they're the they're the dons. Those guys. Andrew Costa's got a great voice for sports comedy. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't you wouldn't listen to him too much, but Gareth Charles in, in Wales has got a, a great. Yeah. Don't know a great him, commentator voice. Don't know him actually. Yeah, but anyway, is the tone of the voice which, which I like. So, so anyway, Jerome Kano coming, definite red. Jerome Kano coming off, I thought was an odd one because they left Sam Kane on, I think. And while Sam Kane, I thought was, I thought it was fantastic in that first test. He wasn't quite hitting it the first quarter of the second test, and they what they did was they left a ball pincher on there to turn over ball. And I understand that, but actually Jerome Kano just does so much high quality work. For such a big unit, he's so destructive that I thought it was an odd one to take him off. I, I thought that as well. Um, I also thought then after the win of 24-21 uh, in the second test, I thought the third test now, I thought that that's going to be, I thought it's going to be slightly more one-sided in favour of the All Blacks because... Everyone did, I think. For 65 minutes, they played <clears> with 14 men and nearly won it. You know, yeah. had Barrett had his kicking boots on yeah. and been able to... Hit, I think he missed uh, nine points. It could have been a different story. They, yeah. The All Blacks put themselves in a position to win it. So I was a little bit wary of the third test because I'm thinking, right, for the starters, they're going to be playing against 15 men for 80 minutes. There's no way anyone's going to get a red card in the third test. Um, but the pressure got to him. You know, yeah. Surveyor dropping that ball in the first couple of minutes down the left-hand side. Yeah. Definite try. Yeah, he was had poor. That, he had was that, poor, had actually, that gone to hand, that, yeah. that was a try for sure. Yeah, um, but the pressure got to him. Yeah, and it absolutely did. I know they didn't score a try, the Lions, in the third test. Who cares? But how physical were they? Oh, they were. They were fan. They were actually. They were inspirational. Like I thought, they were quite fabulous. You know, people like Elliot Daly. Yeah, what a find he's been for the Lions. Covers all positions. Nails that kick, yeah, miles over, yeah. Um, but it, it's just the, the physicality of them. Um, John Davis, brilliant tour, man of the series, yeah, quite comfortably. Sean, to... actually, Sean O'Brien was great. Well, yeah, Sean O'Brien was. Did you see the clear out that hit that short it injured Sean O'Brien's shoulder from Jerome Kano? Oh, I can't remember. Completely legal. Oh my god, have a look at it. It's just like. It's like, why has this guy got 80 caps? Doesn't do anything flash. Then just watch that. If you be online somewhere, Google it if you can, or YouTube it. It is just absolute. He comp- he absolutely lines him up and nails him. Yeah. Nails him. Now, the, the big talking point, I think, of, of that third test has to be the Ken Owens incident off the kickoff. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. Please do be. Um, I was watching it in... Portobanus, as you know, and by then I was probably four or five vodka lemon fantas deep. Yeah, <laughs> watching it on a streamed TV. Um, now, initially, I thought that was a penalty because it's just instinct, isn't it? He goes to grab the ball, he comes back. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I'm not seeing it again to to know whose hand it does come off. Yeah, whether it does come off a Lions player or whether it comes off Kieran Reed's hand. Um, 
it's given it's, as it's a, an instinct catch isn't it's it? given a, it's given as a penalty it's reviewed and then given as yeah. a scrum um what they failed to notice was kieran reed being easily five meters offside off the kickoff which allows him to challenge for the ball as a caveat to that i would say that someone is offside at 15 kickoffs out of 14 yeah. these days so yes while that is yes that is true do you want to start refereeing offside at the kickoff in the 79th minute only? i would say it was fairly clear and obvious my point being that at yeah. a crucial time of the game yeah um but it wasn't it was reversed to a scrum and they held out what was what was funny as well was gatlin's press conference at the end with, yeah. a, with a red, with a red nose, nose. oh i love it i love it in the clown no. Gats is the man, mate. And he's, an, he's another one that people seem to. So, I, just for a bit of fun, like I'm not really into fishing for poking people on Twitter, but for a bit of fun, I was like, right. Is he on Twitter? No, but oh. I, was, I was like, right, Gatland or Eddie Jones for the next Lions tour then. Yeah. And everyone, like, the amount of people, I, w- I would say it would be overwhelming, the majority of people who replied, and there were a lot of replies, would be like, no way, Gats again, no way, need something different, no way, he's stale anyone but Gatland Welsh people too mate not just English and yeah. not just non-Welsh people and I'm like hang on a minute he's unbeaten as a Lions head, head coach. coach he's won a series and drawn a series he's drawn the series they could not win alright they didn't win it but this is a series they were bound to lose mate, I, I think it's as good as a win this draw in New Zealand close to uh, yeah. I, I view it as a, probably a loss for New Zealand but a win for the Lions to go to the best team in the world with a makeshift team that yeah. only just come together yeah. to go out there to draw them and to and to draw them well, you know, yeah. I, I know there's a good stat come out that the Lions only led during that test three minutes. three minutes, yeah. but it doesn't matter. It's, what, it's what's on the, on the scoreboard that counts. And their resilience and their defence through Andy Farrell. Andy Farrell has now orchestrated three wins of three different teams against the All Blacks. I know. He's the man. He's the daddy. He could, hey, he could be the head coach of the next Lions tour. Possibly, yeah. You never know. Yeah, you'd have to be a head coach in your country first, though, wouldn't you? I'm sure. Would so, you? You'd have to be head coach. Yeah. And actually, and actually, is your head coach? You want you want Andy Farrell actually coaching on? Do you, is your head coach your DOR effectively? Yeah. Is he actually out there properly coaching? He's probably not. He's putting a coaching team together. Yeah. You know, which is which is different. Um, yeah. But Andy Farrell is the man. So I, it was it was a wonderful series, and the draw is sort of anticlimactic. But I do think that. Um, the New Zealanders finished that series gutted. Yeah, and, I, and, I, I, and I, that counts as a moral victory for me. And I also think that um, the respect the Lions players received then off the New Zealand media yeah. was was a sign of. Yeah, of I love Jamie well George's quote. So someone said, oh, "Apparently, All Blacks don't even know all of your players." He's like, "Well, they might know us in a couple of weeks." Yeah, and you know, I love that. But, Ty, but Ty I, Furlong was great in the yeah, loose, an yeah. incredible, an incredible series. I loved it. It's left a void now in my life because yeah. you get two games. You know, weekly in the mornings doesn't got, affect your whole yeah, day. But you've got Love Island now, haven't you? I've not been watching it. No, I haven't quite got into it. Although I've watched it a couple of times and loved it. It was great. Yeah. We've seen Brian Moore tweeting about it. Yeah. It's actually very funny. He's like, so and so is so legit. <laughs> like, I, he's actually very, very funny, that thing. But we've got Game of Thrones now, mate, so we don't need lines anymore. No, true. I'm Game of Th- John Snow would have the lines on his own. <laughs> what a um, what a weekend of sport, though. Do you watch Wimbledon? Yeah. Do you know what I watch? was absolutely incredible was the men's double wheelchair oh the wheelies how good are they 
insane. So Insanely good. good. Yeah. How, how quick they can move in those chairs. Amazing. And, I mean, the, the ball has yeah. two bounces, but doesn't affect the game at all. The rallies, it's yeah, it's great. Someone so, said something. Nick Mullins, I think, actually said, because he commentates at Wimbledon, of course, so does Andrew Cotter, and he said something like, you know, the next generation of tennis viewers won't see the wheelies as you know, kind of a, no- a novel event. It will just be normal. They'll be used to seeing it. And it's like, and actually I realised well, after he said it, my kids already view it completely normally. They don't view it as, wow, yeah. there's people in wheelchairs doing sport. It's like they see people in wheelchairs yeah. and with prosthetic legs and arms doing sport reasonably regularly. So it's completely normal. And that is a lovely thing, you know. And we got, luckily, we got my, I say luckily, we, luckily we got my brother who's in a wheelchair. So my kids have grown up yeah. with someone in a wheelchair around all the time. And it yeah. does make a big difference. So when you go to, pubs or restaurants or theme parks and there's disabled people they're not standing there gawping like kids understandably do but the wheelie stuff was fantastic I love that I love that we should do um, we should do some questions Tommy yeah we got a load in and we we realise it's a longer pod than we intended but it is every week I got an interesting question from Paddy um, I think his name's Paddy Essen on email He's Irish. Hey, you are so honestly. So anyway, um, as someone that shares a Brian Moore level of advocacy for, st- advocacy for straight feeds at the scrum time, was also willing to gain any advantage possible. I couldn't understand why Murray and Webb fed the ball relatively straight and left it for George to hook back. The All Blacks and the Super Rugby teams feed the ball effectively straight to number eight. That isn't entirely true, but they do really, really feed it in rugby league style, and we're not caught up on it once by the ref so why did Jamie George hook the ball add pressure to the Lions front row um, possibly contribute to the scrum penalty so it's I think not, this one's for you yeah it's an, but it's an interesting one so it's not about this isn't actually a question about why aren't we refereeing straight feeds it's actually about learning on the job and learning the ref and saying well he's not penalised they're not penalising crooked feeds so why don't we gain that advantage too <clears throat> and that is um, an entirely reasonable actually a really intelligent question and I hadn't thought about it until now, but I, now I think about it, um, or until I saw your question earlier, Paddy, but I, now, I, now I think about it, actually a lot of it is down to what you practice. So when you're, in the, when you're in the white heat of a sort of an elite game like that, what you've practiced has to be natural and you do it so many times. So to adjust halfway through and say to the loose head, well, you don't need to do what you've been doing with your feet. They don't need to be as wide as they were you can bring your left foot back up. Can you put your, bring your left foot back a bit because I can just feed it straight through your legs? Yeah. Well, actually, Mako and Jack McGrath might have practiced in a certain way and you know, their left foot aren't very far forward, but they might be half an inch or a couple of inches further forward so they can stabilise for the moment when Jamie George lifts his foot up and all that. So maybe I think that actually, well, yes, they, should, they could adjust and could have fed it in and Jamie George could have kept both feet on the ground and been stronger. But at the same time, if they hadn't practiced that in case the refs did, you know, ref it properly, they practiced a legitimate legal technique, then, or a more legal technique, then it's pretty hard to veer away from that under that much pressure in the game. Not just environmental pressure, physical yeah. pressure on the back of your neck to start doing things you haven't practiced. Okay. That's what I would say. Did so, you, um, but it's a great question. Did you write that question for yourself? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, Tom, um, you, you put on an event, or put on an event, um, who can we get to do your AV? <laughs> Genera Productions sound, set, stage, lighting a lot thanks for, thanks for that question um, just joking mate um, on, a, on Twitter we've got a question from that guy called Tom 
Um, does John Davis getting man on the tour prove he was the right choice back in Australia four years ago over Bod? But nothing to do with Australia four years ago. But he's just a brilliant player, so it worked then and it worked now. He he was by far the the best line breaker, the, the best great. strike runner. See that offload behind his back as well. Yeah, the offload, the covering tackle. Yeah. Um, he's great. He's great. He, he was just everywhere. He was just quads on him as well. In he's the proper, zone. He's a proper quadzilla, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. Good. He was really good. All right. Chris Simmons wants to know now that Flats and Durders have a TV show together. Is Shanks going to look for a new bromance of his own? No. No, Chris. Do. No, he's not. Do. no, he's not. Um, you got any other questions, mate? Yeah, I have, mate. So you relax, yeah? Got another one uh, from Rodri. You going to say it? Bet he's Welsh on email. Um, very nice comments about the podcast. Thanks for that, mate. Just a little observation on Flats' comments on the most recent podcast about dropping players when talking about selection for the second lines test. Flats mentioned that New Zealand have an environment of playing people back into form. For example, Israel, uh, not Israel Dag. Um, it is Israel Dag, isn't it? Yeah. Izzy Dag, Israel Dag for the 2015 World Cup. I disagree with this. Oh, do you, Rodri? Fair enough. As I think whilst the ABs have historically depended on a spine of McCaw, Carter, Nonu, Smith to win them back-to-back World Cups, personally, I think New Zealand are the most brutal of all nations for dropping players that we previously considered to be undroppable, like Cullen, Rokokoko, Sorry, Rokotho, Rokothoko, Sivavatu, Dag, and most recently Sarvea. This is why we consistently praise them. Now, I know, I, Rodri, I don't agree with that. Yes, they drop some big names, but look at the number of caps these players have got when they're being dropped. Sivavatu, Rokokoko was dropped after, what, 66 caps? Yeah, something like that. Julian Sarvea was dropped after 56 caps or 54 caps, you know, whatever it was. it was. 55 caps. These, you know, Sivavatu had a shed load of caps. Yeah, yeah. Dag, shed load of caps, 60 caps before he got dropped. So no, what, you'd, what, what they don't do is bring players in thinking they're going to be good. They lose a bit of form and they get rid of them again. They very rarely do that. They give guys a lot of games. They give guys an awful lot of opportunity. Um, so yes, they don't, there, there are players. That's why they have more 100 cap players than anyone any other country. I mean, they've got plenty of great players over true? there. Sorry? Is that true? It must be. Mialamu McCaw, Dan Carter, Tony Woodcock, so Kieran Reid. what you've just Reed. done there is just said it so confidently that no, but I, th- I thought about it the other week and I did it in my mind, so I'm pretty confident. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I would never disagree with you anyway. That's five. Like, Bowden Barrett's already got 50 caps, for God's sake. Like, yeah. it's madness. You know, Julian um, Barrett's got 40. Yeah, Whitelock will probably reach 100. So, you know. Anyway, so I, I don't agree with that. So I think they yeah. do, they do, of course, they drop players and they've got a conveyor belt of young talent, but they give guys a lot of caps. They give guys a lot of opportunity. Sam Kane's already got a shed load of caps, yeah. like, way more than you'd think. You know, so I looked at Whitelock, I was like, 80 caps. You know, these Owen Franks has hit a ton now, is he? Or he's close to a ton, 90-odd. You know, mm. so they do give guys... So and, if, you and know, none of, I always find that none of the New Zealand players get bitter either. You know, you, you know, players might have 50 or 60 caps, right? Yeah. They get dropped, all of a sudden they hate playing for their country. Yeah. Um, but none of them do. They're all just, they've all grown up. All they wanted to do was play for the All Blacks. Yeah, and it, the, the question goes on, it's... it's it's a long we'll one, but it's a couple. It but but it's but it, it's it's an interesting one. Why don't players? Why are certain teams um, obsessed with picking players on for their experience and that sort of stuff? Is why can't players? Why can't teams just pick players that are banging form? And we've discussed this before. You cannot pick teams just on form. Well, you can, you know, well, you're picking teams on form based on your club level, yeah. aren't you? Yeah. What a step up there is between club and international level. Not everyone yeah. makes it. Yeah, there's some unbelievable players who play for their club brilliantly you yeah. know, week in week out every year 
but then you move them up to the big stage and it's a whole new ball game you know every international stage everyone is the same size the same pace really give mm. or take a, a couple <clears throat> mm. so it's a, it's a different game it's a, you know you have to break teams down there's a lot more thinking it's a lot harder you can't just dominate people yeah. purely on size yeah um, I've got a question here from Alex uh, Joplin on Twitter he said why do teams always stick up a 50-50 ball as soon as they have an advantage in the 22 why not throw it about now the issue you've got is that when you get penalty in the 22 you know Worst case scenario, it's going to be three points. You're going to bang that over. So the reason they put up a 50-50 ball is because it is a 50-50. They put it up to try and get it over the try line, hoping that something happens. Something, something happens. You know, if you've got a penalty in the 22, you could keep going, keep going. You could try and throw the ball around. All of a sudden, then when you get close to the line, penalty advantage might be over. The next move could be a knock-on. Mm. So that's the reason they throw up. I, I I love that idea of you get a penalty in the 22. Worst case scenario, you're going to go for goal, yeah. get three points. Put it up in the air. Free shot. Get it over the gain line, hoping that someone can jump up, catch it, stick yeah. it down. Well, the pressure, the pressure to retain possession is removed. Mm. So why, you know, and and also, yeah, you want to be as unpredictable as possible. So not all teams go for the kick, but actually, it's the quickest way to get the ball from. And you can't go through the hands. You might it might take three, four, or five phases to create an opportunity. By which time the advantage is gone. So it's about not losing advantage and making it really. Tough the defenders. That's yeah. as simple as that. It's a great idea. There's a there's a few questions on Twitter. There's one from Spike Davis. What impact will the South African teams have on the Pro 14 if it goes ahead? I want you to tell me about that, please. <laughs> I want you to tell me about it. I want you to tell me about it. I I know that um, two Bizarre. Pro 12 teams have have come in to the Pro 12. Uh, the cheaters, two South African teams. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah, what I meant. Yeah. The cheaters and thanks. The cheaters and the Southern Kings. Uh, they're set to be announced to join the Pro 12. Now. It's not been 100% confirmed yet. On the reports I'm getting are that it's um, they're set to be invited, um, which makes it a long season for them. They're looking at having a two-tier competition, how that's going to work, with two sets of seven. So it'd be up to 14 teams then. Yeah. Um, with most of the club teams wanting more local derbies to obviously generate more revenue to yeah. get them through the gates. Um, so it's going to be quite strange. The, the cheaters, they're... A franchise they entered the super comp uh, super competition super rugby competition in mm. 2006 um they're based in bloemfontein how many okay here's one for you how many all i'd want to know if i was a player playing the pro 12 is are we traveling business class <laughs> amen i'm yeah, not, I'm not yeah. seeing an economy going over to south africa no are how many dragon supporters are going to go to bloemfontein for that away game The WRU Dragons now. They've been taken over by the WRU. Yeah, that's why I just said Dragons, I think. Yeah, said, yeah. Um, they're not the WRU Dragons. Um. So, I mean, it, it's, I don't know. I must say that I my my honest reaction is I don't quite like it. It doesn't feel quite right, but I do think something really needs to happen, especially yeah, well, in Wales. I don't care, mate. I don't care. Like, they, they, they're trying this out. Yeah. Um, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. They, they've had a crack at doing something. Yeah. They've had, they, they're trying to change the Pro 12 and, yeah. and you know improve it so why not try something like this yeah um what have you got to lose and like, like when plastic pitches came in i my gut reaction was i don't really like it but i think it it might end up it might end up looking like progress so we should give it a go so exactly give it a go something's happened but the local derby thing i think is key so you know one of the you know the guys i i just look back to when welsh rugby was in its pomp and the pomp for me was not 
the Gareth Edwards and John Dawes. That's when it was really in its pomp. But I wasn't Shanklins, I wasn't around then. Shanklins, Shanklins, Big Jim Shanklins. But it was all it was all about you know watching Neath play against Swansea yeah. and watching Card any basically anyone play against Neath. Yeah. That's what Welsh rugby was to me. And when you went down there as an under eighteen, under twenty one, it was a brutal place to go and play rugby because there was almost like this French sort of tribal pride about yeah. when you go and play at these grounds. And we, I went down there as a 17-year-old and we got the shit kicked out of us by Welsh schools. And I think we won the game because Johnny dropped the goal from 46 metres when he was 18 at Standard in Narbeth. But they were animals and you watch the Welsh young teams play now and yes, there are some really good players, but it's nothing like as intimidating as it used to be. And I think... But that's, I think that's a lot to do with professionals. It's the pro game. And sport as well. Like, but they're also not, they're not brought up in that environment no. where you basically you batter anyone that comes to your town. You know, and I, and I kind of think that's what Welsh rugby... Thrived on. So when you when you look back at the glory days, the seventies, whenever it was, two thousand and five, two thousand and five. You look at those glory days. Yes, they were stylish and wonderful and fast, but they were also brutal up front. They were brutal and aggressive, and like you know, I played at Bath for a long time, and like the everyone talks about the old Bath being stylish and Guscott and Stuart Barnes, and the truth is they had Chilcott, Adebayo, Adebayo. they had John Hall, Chilcott, they had you know a load of monsters up front. They had Graham mm. Dorr. You know, so they had probably still playing Roger Spurrell, yeah, Roger Spurrell, and they beat the shit out of people. And mm. you can do it legally still, yeah. So, I, yeah. I think, well, I think the shut your computer up. I think, well, the Welsh local derby thing is the if it's the if that comes out of it as well, then whatever it takes, they need to get that back, right, boy. All right, yeah. I mean, this, this is us now signing off till next season, the 2016 17 Flats and Shanks podcast, our, yeah, our virgin year, yeah. I made in you. If you if you if you've liked it, review it on where iTunes. Yeah, iTunes. Yeah, review it if you liked it. If you didn't like it, and keep your opinions to yourself. Subscribe. You review egg. it. Um, hope you've enjoyed it. We're going to be back at the start of the season next year. Yeah. Um, we'll have plenty to talk about. Yeah. Looking forward to it already. Yeah. Um, mate, it's been it's been nice working with you. Nice. Yeah. We're not not really nice, but nice. Nice. Been it's been okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're shaking hands now. We're not. God bless you. Bye, guys. God bless you. God bless you, everyone. God bless Robin Hood. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.